Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Veil, a show that provides insight into the world of weddings and events. I'm your host, Keith Willard. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about LGBTQ plus inclusivity. Yes, it's a mouthful, uh, and it's obviously a, a hot topic because it is it is the fastest growing um, section in weddings currently. And, and And again, it's a hot topic, but do we really know? how to be inclusive in not just our actions, but our words. And so our guest today is Shenda Daniels. She is the owner and creative director of Shenda Daniels Planning and Design. She is a world-class wedding and event planner that specializes in LGBTQ plus weddings. And so I'm excited to bring her on. But before I do, bring on Marcy Gutenberg, my co-host. Hi, Marcy. Hello. And of course, you know, I forgot to say, and I forgot to remember by Marcy. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why I forget, I forget that. <laughs> anyway, but you know, this is one of those things. I mean, here, here being in South Florida, I, I, I guess we just always kind of see the, we, yeah. we have it. I mean, it's it's been kind of embedded into us for yeah. a very long time because we've always um, been a hot spot yeah. for the LGBTQ community. Exactly. I mean, you know, especially exactly. like Wilton Manors. I mean, it's well, it is South Beach. Yeah, I mean, so, but a lot of times, especially now. You know, as we get more and more inclusive, as we become more and more aware of the wording that we should be using and making sure that we are are being, I don't know, um, I keep saying inclusive. I'm trying to think of another word for it. it we are finding that even ourselves, even me as a gay man, right. am not always using the proper terminology. Well, because we need to be sensitive to, you know, people who are not always this, you know, we're not, I mean, nobody is the same. So we have to be, as you said, inclusive yeah. because we need to be sensitive to everybody's desires of how they see themselves. Well, and let's say talking about sensitive, I don't want to hold Shanda in the, in the waiting room too long. Hi, Shanda. Welcome <laughs> to Mind the Veil. <laughs> hi. Hi, Marcy. Hi, Keith. Thank hi. you for having me. Thank you so uh, much. Hello, everyone. I love it. And you're on the opposite coast. So you're in San Francisco. Yes. In Oakland. Right. And so let me ask you, is it because, well, first of all, I want to hear a little bit about, about your company, because it's incredible, uh, all the places that you've been. I mean, I saw Martha Stewart's wedding, the knot, uh, brides magazine. I mean, you know, all of those, uh, have you always been involved in the LGBTQ plus weddings? Was that a focus when you first started your business or did it just something that naturally evolved? Um, actually, Keith, it was something that I started, like when I started the business, that was a market or that was a community that I decided that I wanted to focus on because yeah. when I literally, when I first started and just doing my research and you already know my age, so it wasn't, the internet wasn't the way it is right now. So yeah. I had to just like do a little scoping around to see who was out there. And then I noticed at the time, they right. were called commitment ceremonies. Yep. And then right. I noticed there was no planners out there that had commitment ceremony, that had LGBTQ plus couples really? on their websites. None. I find Absolutely. that fascinating. And what was extremely fascinating is because I'm right across the bridge from San Francisco. Well, that's what I find fascinating. Yes. It's not the it's fact that, that it, the, the times have changed. It's the fact that you're in San Francisco and, you, would, you know, huge LGBTQ plus community. And, yes. they, and there were no planners that were focused on 
commitment ceremonies between them. Now, as a gay man, I will say that when I was younger, I actually never thought I was going to be able to get married. I just assumed it would always be illegal. And so when the opportunity actually presented itself, I mean, it, it was a, it took me a moment. I went, wait, I can actually get legally married. Do I really want that? <laughs> I can, I can yeah. definitely see that. And for me, I feel like in Oakland, Oakland has a really big lesbian of color or lesbian population. And so I didn't see a thing from anyone. Right. right? And what I love to tell people too is, I thought like, okay, maybe people weren't getting married, maybe because they're not seeing themselves. They didn't know legal or not. And so what I tell people is that at the time, people were still, and this was a lot of money back then, people were still paying like $40,000 for their weddings at the time, right? Right, right? And so I was like, regardless if it was legal, here are people who want to celebrate their commitments regardless to who approves it, right? right. So I felt like everybody's, missing, I don't want to say missing out on the opportunity, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. missing out on the opportunity. It was, but, a ni- it was a niche definitely overlooked. Yeah, it was definitely overlooked. But, you know, as somebody that's been in this community, and, and we talked about a little bit about this before we went on live, is that I remember, you know, back in Dynasty Age when we really weren't represented in any way, you know, almost kiss that then faded to black and everybody was freaking out. Yeah. Oh my God. Look at us. We're on TV. The I married because it was never in my brain as allowed quote unquote legally. I don't know it. It actually, it, it kept me from imagining it. It kept me from thinking about it. It kept me from, um, finding the joy and the idea of being able to get married. And so I just knocked it out of my, my head. I just assumed that would never happen. Okay. So you are definitely touching on something else because that is, I never thought about it in that way either, yeah. but that is the way that I think about, um, if you think about other couples, other diverse couples, yeah, don't see themselves when they don't see themselves represented in magazines or represented in different places. Then right. you can't imagine having a ceremony, um, having a high end ceremony, having just right. anything. So what you just said really just like a light literally just came on because if as an LGBTQ plus member, if we aren't seeing ourselves on right. websites, in magazines, or anything, we don't know there's even a possibility. So, well, yeah. And I mean, and think about it with, um, you know, the new, the the larger branching out community, our cisgendered sisters and brothers and, and you know, theys and theirs. Um, they're not seeing themselves truly represented yet. Yes, it's come a long way but they're, they're still not there. And so the idea of them getting married, I luckily the younger population has a different feeling. They are come a long way, but I have my own prejudices. I am. I mean, they, they say homo being homophobic is actually you have self hate, right? So that, I think that's actually the definition. There was something about it, but being homophobic, that's it. Being homophobic is uh, actually literally self hate. And there's, there was my own homophobic thoughts and, and deals that I had to work through. 
in order to become more inclusive outwardly, I had to become more inclusively inwardly. It, does that make sense? Because I, mm-hmm. because I didn't give that, I didn't allow myself to dream that. Yes. Never, you know, yes. And so therefore, if I saw other people, I mean, I'll still, re- sorry, I'm getting off topic, but I still remember like the first time I saw two gay men sitting on Santa's lap kissing. And I must've been like 13 at the time, maybe 14 at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I went, oh my God, it's okay. I, you can kiss other men in public. What? Like my brain just kind of blew up, but it opened up a whole new field for me. It allowed me to become more of who I was supposed to be. See that. It was about learning to accept you for yourself. Yeah. Yes. And then seeing yourself, seeing something that connected to you, that made you know that it's okay. And that's what I love. This may be a little off topic too, but this is what I love about the community that's coming up right now because they see, I mean, like with Lizzo, with everybody, with all the, with, oh my gosh, with all the self-love that's going on right now i feel like this generation is in such a better place because if i would have seen lizzo when i was growing up i would have felt better if i would have saw like a a person with locks planning weddings i would have felt better if i would have seen myself i would have known what was possible as opposed to feeling the way that i felt you know what i mean and just like you said when you when you saw that couple you were like i'm this is this is that's me oh my god that's me this is you but you know and that comes in all shapes and sizes we could be talking about color we could be talking about weight we could be talking about height we could talk about even you know uh, accents because you know germans uh when i was young my mom's from germany it was Oh, gosh, she has a very heavy German accent. And, you know, so she used to get looks. Um, I mean, it, it, everybody, every facet of life has that kind of moment of self-hatred that you wish. And I think that the younger generation is getting it right, that there was a rep- positive representation yes. out there that would stomp down that self-hate. That stomps that down and and yes. allows you to love yourself and be happy and be joyous and and look forward to something, and I I feel like society was so like this, but now that we're like this, everybody's like, well, what do we do? How do we say it? Yes, yes, and that is yes, and that that is I feel like a learning, especially for us in the wedding industry, because it's so long it's been husband and wife. So right. long it's been bride and groom. So long it's been those terms. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it's it's about, it's just about learning. It's about taking it day by day. It's about being mindful, mindful. about how you say things and what you say, because we get into the routine. We, you know, yep. when we're booking clients, right. it's just like, okay, bride, groom, boom, boom. It's like, oh my gosh, wait, hold up. This right. is, let me start over. Let me slow down. Yeah. Let me be, let me think about, let me look at who I'm talking to and not just feel like a robot. And then things just come out. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's about being very, I heard you when you said about using the word inclusive, that is the only word to use because we have to be mindfully Oh, I just made this up. Mindfully inclusive. That is the- <laughs> oh, 
Put that in quotes. It's going in a magazine right there. Oh, hashtag mindfully inclusive. No, but you have to do that because we, you know, we're booking clients. We're doing this. We're we're moving so fast in this industry that we have to slow down and look at what we're actually doing. Do you find that you're, because you're in San Francisco and, and did you find that the gay community itself had to do a little adjusting to the idea of actually getting married legally? I mean, I got married six years ago and I was, first of all, shocked that again, that I was able to get married, but also it, w- it was eye opening to be on the couple's side, to be the one getting married versus the one planning the wedding. I still have couples, same-sex couples, that are having that moment of, okay, so we're going to do our wedding at Ritz-Carlton, and we're going to you know, say our vows in front of 150 people at a, at a like big-name hotel. How comfortable do I feel in doing that? That is a, that's a good question. Um, Because that is one of the things when people ask me, what is the biggest difference or what is the difference between planning a LGBTQ plus wedding and a husband and wife wedding? And so I, the biggest thing for me is those conversations is about having, having a couple say, well, my family has never seen me kiss before. They've never seen us kiss before. How do we feel about that or how to make sure people are comfortable? And a, a couple mm. that I recently just signed on, I I love this. It was so sweet. They were like, well, this is my family, my entire guest list. This is their first time coming to an LGBTQ plus wedding. Yes. They don't know what that's like. And I'm like, well, I like another get wedding. it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's it's also not. It also not. I get that. It's just we're celebrating you. We're celebrating love. That's what we're celebrating love. And however way that looks, that is what a wedding is. Celebrating the couple. Couldn't you say that that a couple like let's say you have a couple that is heterosexual and they're just a shy couple. Couldn't could you not say that maybe they may not have those same concerns about having like a big wedding mm. and being in front of other people and just not having that comfort level? Or, I see and I'm just playing the devil's saying, advocate. I, yeah, I, I see what you're that. saying, Marcy, but but people but. have seen heterosexual couples kiss on TV, they've seen it in movies they've seen it right 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 so cup so some guests may have never seen an lgbt lgbtq i feel like i'm saying too many letters <laughs> they may they they may have never seen that before so but any the heterosexual couples people have seen it they've right. seen right. it but then also what you said about people being shy I, you would never believe how many people, everybody that wants a big wedding is shy. They're yes. like, we don't it's want all true. the attention. We don't. So regardless, regardless of who you are, people right. say that about right. like being shy and not wanting to have all the attention. But then it's just really having that conversation about what is, why are you doing this this way? Like right. what it, right. There's no rule to say that you have to have a big wedding. So well, or you can then, do a small a small wedding and then have the big celebration. Is well, you know for a, for a couple that is more on the shyer side. 
Well, and and so there's there's another part of this as well, and I think that it, uh, and we said this before we went on, on air. I mean, this is a unique perspective that we have two people that are in the LGBTQ plus community that are are pros, and it's even rare that we got three pros that have been long term in the in the in the community doing yes. weddings. And and what I find is, um, so I had this is like the tale of two weddings, and it was so strange <laughs> because they were both at the exact same location. The difference was is that one wedding was a gay man, a gay couple, gay interracial couple that were in their late 40s, early 50s. And the other one was a gay Latino couple that were in their early 20s. And the difference between one wedding and the other, the you know, the gay, the young gay couple actually had capes made with the word gag yes. and homo and all that. And they walked down the aisle and when they got to the end of it, they pulled those capes off, like alleviating themselves of all those words, alleviating themselves so that they could then find the joy with each other. Right. So they they went dug right into it while the older couple was a little bit more conservative, a little bit more like, uh, I, you know, my, is my daughter going to see me kiss a man for the first time because he was married to a woman before and has kids. And so all of those things come into those conversations and those are difficult conversations. Those are personal and like could be hurtful conversations and you have to be so careful so careful extremely that is that's another part too that's and keith you know this as well that's completely different when we are working with these couples from the very the very beginning yeah i've had i've had times where more than once where i've literally cried with my couples when they talk about like if families are going to show up if families are going to show up family it's like it's a concern. If yeah. parents are going to show up, who's going to walk them down the aisle? Like all of these raw emotion. And I'm sure yeah. I want to say this too. I've had the same, not exactly the same conversations. I'm an emotional person. I'm a Pisces. You know how that goes. <laughs> but I've cried with all couples when they talk about families and family situations. But that is the most popular conversation yeah. that I've had with my parents. LGBTQ plus couples is parents and acceptance. And that was like the acceptance was one of the main reasons why I truly decided to make the LGBTQ plus couple my focus, because for me, I come from two diverse groups that have never traditionally been included in the wedding industry. So I come from it from two perspectives and wanting to make sure that brides of color want to make sure that LGBTQ plus couples felt I was going to represent and take care of them and honor them and make sure that all the creative partners that I take them to and the people that I work with, that they will take care of them, support them, celebrate them as well. Because I never wanted to have my couples feel like they had to come out to every single creative to Uh, see if it's okay. That is a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. Because... I mean, you're planning your wedding. You don't want to have to keep coming out to all your your different vendors. And you know and, how you know how that makes you feel. You know, uh, you shouldn't you uh, shouldn't feel that way. Oh, you the stress, the anxiety, that the, like, oh my god, you know, are they going to like me? You know, even you're pay, even though you're paying them, I mean, exactly. 
Yes. You don't need to worry about them liking you, but there's still that a little bit in there. And I think that's part of this conversation about being inclusive. You know, when you're a vendor and you're not in a gay or lesbian, bisexual, et cetera, et cetera, if you're not looking at it from a raw emotional standpoint that words can do damage in ways that you cannot even understand or express, like saying bride and groom mm-hmm. or like saying the mother daughter dance. I mean the, the father daughter dance. Yes. It's like, well, yes. what if there's not yes. a daughter? And what especially if, it's a son? if you own a, it. What? Yes. And if you like, for instance, Oh, I'm sorry. You cut out just a little bit. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry, sorry. Yeah. We, we, we do, um, we say wedding party. We just yeah. say wedding party. That's nice. what we call our, the, the, the group. We call right. it the wedding party. As opposed to saying bridesmaids, groomsmen. That's not inclusive. So we say wedding party. Unless the couple has repeated and said, okay, we want to say bridal party. We want to say that. We right. ask. I always check in and ask people on what would make them the most comfortable, but yeah. it's a general rule in my company to use, to say wedding party, to say wedding party. Yeah. And I'm trying to convince all the venues to change their rooms to just I say agree. wedding suite. Yes. <laughs> and Marcy, let's start that, please. Let's totally. start that campaign. Like totally. it's so simple. That I mean, is just, a simple I mean, thing. And, and calling them couple. I mean, like I always say to people like, you know, who are you marrying? Because you don't want to come out and make an assumption right. that whether they're marrying man or woman or cisgender, whatever the case right. might be, everybody is different. Um, I did have a, um, a gay couple get married recently. And one of the things I thought that was really nice, and it's a great way to incorporate it for your guests. If they're, if it's a close knit group of people, he said his, they said the, the, the more dominant, I would, I would say the more yeah. dominant one, he was the one more, more in line with dealing with the invitations. He said using, he said our chosen family. Yes. And I thought, I how like genius yes. is that? Because it really does tell them that they, how special they are and makes them a little bit more comfortable yep. if there is any hesitation. That is, that is absolutely I love that. I love that. And to me, Keith, the way you d- you were describing the two different weddings and the styles, yep. it really goes back to how just couples in general, how we are now really focused on creating, telling their love story the way that they want to tell it. Right. Like I tell my couples, there's nothing that you have to do except have an officiant and a marriage license. (laughs) Everything else, literally everything else, you can make it how your love story is to be told. Right. That is the only right. two things you have to have. And it's it's just about those couples. I love how you said the symbolization of them walking down with the capes on and then getting like releasing all of the negativity and all yeah. of the names and owning it and releasing it. Yeah. That to me is like what weddings and celebrating love should be about it should be about how their particular love story and those things that are important to them well and that's the thing about if you're if you're a a vendor out there and you're trying to be inclusive you know it's it's important to know that sometimes when you're dealing with a couple that's coming from the lgbtq plus the act of getting married 
is not just the fact that they're joyous and getting married, but this might be their coming out story. This might be the first time that they actually officially say something to their family. There may be baggage and drama that is attached to them that they're also having to deal with emotionally. And that means they may not respond the same way as other couples because there is that hesitation, that sense, that moment of, Oh God, is it okay for us to do a first dance? Okay. Okay. My dad's going to see, you know, and I, and I think that it's, it, it, it can get confusing and difficult for, for vendors that aren't LGBTQ plus don't have somebody that's from the LGBTQ plus, because then what do you say? What do you do? How do you know how the other person is going to take whatever you say? So I, I think having a conversation, you mentioned this earlier, having a conversation with a couple first and asking, asking him, how do you want to be uh, uh, talked to? How, you know, what kind of words do you want us to apply to your wedding? What words make you feel comfortable? You know, do you, do you want to use bridal party or do you want to use wedding party? But let them tell you. Yes. And to me, my golden rule is when I, I like to have just open-ended conversations. And this is just with any couple. Yeah. Because again, like, you know, Keith, it's about putting together their love story, hearing everything, like how do they, and this is something that I learned too. I I had a little situation where I just assumed Mm. someone wouldn't want flowers. So I started asking (laughs) ended questions. So my open-ended question is now, how do you want flowers to be represented in your wedding day? And then- that gives a person the opportunity to say, okay, yes, I actually do want a bouquet. I want this. I want that. So instead of, I, I, I'm going to just that say that word, instead of assuming, yes, right? It's just that open-ended question. And then when you just tell people, okay, how do you see this? How do you, what do you want your guests to say? All of those, that open-ended question will give you all the answers that you need. It's just mm. about how we approach it. Oh my God. And um, just <laughs> having did. those, right? Right. I'm speaking <sighs> to the choir, right? Okay. I did the same thing. I did the <laughs> same thing. And I'll take it a step further. I had a reaction to the, the group, one of the grooms saying, I want a bouquet. And my own, my own br- upbringing went, Men don't carry flowers. You know, that was in my brain. I was like, what? What? Stop that brain. Stop that. I mean, my immediate reaction was like, what? No. You, I mean, it. I have to untrain my own brain about my own prejudices, even though I'm part of the community. I mean, and this yep. is, a, and this could be said for every religion. This could be said for um, every race. This could be said, I mean, we're not just talking about, you know, we're obviously focusing on the LGBTQ plus community today. But the same thing could be said for our African-American couples, our Indian couples. I mean, they have a whole different world of traditions. We could be talking differences in, in our Jewish population. Totally. You know? Yes, yes. And, and that, to me, that's when, it, when you get into, as a creative, mm. go, reaching out to your network, reaching out to your network and having some um, conversation and saying, hey, Keith, um, I have this LGBTQ plus couple coming. This is my very first time. Yes. Can you kind of be a mentor? How much do you charge for that? Can you guide me through this process? Like, this is my first time. And I'm sure that gives, 
it's nothing wrong with saying that this is your first time. Yes. But it's ignorant to assume you don't have resources because for as many <laughs> as many websites we have, as many creatives you have, someone right. in your network knows something and you will know the right person to go to. Yep. And if they don't want to help you out, that's another conversation you need to have with yourself. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. It's so many people out there who don't want you to fail and want you to be great. Just reach out and find them and ask for help. Well, and actually that, that endears me to somebody that says, you know, I have a, a gay couple, I have a Jewish couple, I have a, you know, I need to find out what I need to know. So that way I respect them. And it should, and it should show a lot about that planner or about that creative saying that they actually went the extra step to then try to put themselves in the other person's shoes. Yes. Right. And yes. I think that, I think that's a really big part of being inclusive in the LGBTQ plus community is the include, is that taking that extra step, that extra step to read up on it, find out, reach out to somebody, because I tell you what, if somebody asks me for help, I'm absolutely giving it because that's the only way we advance our community and increase understanding. You know what I mean? I mean, yes. we need to be the role models that we want other people to emulate. Exactly. 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 And Marcy, I'm sure that you have those unique conversations too at, oh, with yes. your paper goods and, and figuring out like how to yeah. do wording and all how of that because that it, can right. bring up that can bring up those feelings as well, right? Absolutely. That's a great, that's a know, great question. You know, how do you bring that up? Exa when you, well, I do. I mean, I do. I sit down with them and I talk how they met and right. so forth. And I, I get to know the couple a little bit because I want to get a feel for how they are and where they're coming from and their, their background. Like the couple that I was telling you about earlier, this was a second marriage for one of them, not for the other one. Right. It was a first marriage for one and a second marriage for the other. The second marriage, it was he was married to another woman prior to that. Anna is this my wedding? Is this no, my wedding? It, it is not. Actually, <laughs> I was like, but, oh my god, is that Dion and Michael? Are you telling no, me? No, it was not. No, that, we did that one together. But yes, we did do that like, one together. Know, but this, this is actually very familiar. <laughs> and um, and so he he didn't know how to deal with the whole children thing. Like his his children were actually adults. So yeah. he was in a different, again, that was a totally different dynamic when you're dealing with adult children versus young children who yeah. are going to experience, you know, like seeing their parents moving on as an adult, number one, and moving yeah. on with somebody of a, uh, of, of same sex. So that's a totally different dynamic. But yes, I mean, it's all it's a matter of the, the language, yeah. talking about <laughs> their failings, how, you know, how much do they want to place out there for other people to see in the experience. And Shonda, I actually have a really, a really specific question that's related to that. You know, what, when it comes to a same sex couple, there is a, there is a belief that when it's the names are in order, that the first person is a dominant and the second person is a submissive. Cause they're like, Oh, I don't want to be looked at or seen as a submissive. We're equals kind of thing. But if you're looking at it from the outside, it, it's easy to get wrapped up in that. So do you talk about that, about how to keep people feeling equal on all levels, meaning from print all the way through 
for, through the wedding? Do you have one groom walk before the other or do you have them meet? I mean, so far I've had them meet at, at the same time. I haven't uh -huh. had one that wanted to walk first, but I don't, I don't say that the never going to happen. I'm sure it will because one wants to go first. Well, you know, that's a good question in terms of the paper, in terms of the announcements and whatnot. Yeah. No, I've never had that come up before. And I just usually like the way that the couple, I'll say this, the way that the couple reaches out to me. So say for instance, my wife's name is Stephanie. So if, if, Stephanie and Shonda reached out to me, I would always refer you to as Stephanie and Shonda. So that Not would you. be it. But if Shonda and Stephanie reach out, I would always say Shonda and Stephanie. So it just depends on how they came to me. They've oh, never smart. like, smart. they've never said anything about that. And then in terms of walking down the stair, walking down the aisle, I asked like, who how do you want to present yourselves? How do you right. want to get to the to the aisle, to the ceremony space? Who wants to go first? Who wants to go second? Do you want to go together? How do you visualize that? How do you see yourselves? And then they pretty much tell me and walk me through it. And then they'll say, well, how are things traditionally done? And I, and I always say, nothing is traditional. Like, and, I will tell you, part. you need to end up right here. That is yeah. the point where you need to end. How do you want to get there? And Tell me how you want and to get hard. there, and I will walk you through it. Because many yeah, times they do turn to us and ask us, yes, like, what's the what right should, way to do it? Yeah, what's the right way to do it? Yes. And, I have to, and I say there is no there right is way. No. The only way that's right is the way you decide. That's exactly. the right way to do it. But with it, invitations, I also do what you do, Shonda, is that I ask them, how would you like to be portrayed on the invitation? Do you want one name first? Do you want one name, or do you want? Um, them side by side. That's a, a question that I always ask. And it's not just LGBTQ plus groups. It's also um, heterosexuals as well. I always yeah. ask them, um, you know, because in certain certain um, ethnic religion or ethnic locations, they do put like a man before a woman. Right. And things like that. So I always I always ask that question regardless. It's just such a brand new world. I mean, it's so it easy it to step really, on a landmine. <laughs> it really, you know what? I feel like I feel like as wedding creators, we all need to just get into that place of just asking. Just and then if a couple, because like I said, yep. I'll ask them, "How do you want to?" But then they will say, "Well, how is it traditionally done?" I say what I say, and <laughs> then they say, "Well, tell me how have your other couples done it." Give us right. some examples. And right. then I'll walk them through some examples of, of what other couples have done. But I feel like weddings, just in general, we're moving from a place of tradition yeah. for yeah. every yeah, yeah. couple to just yeah. do with the way that they, it's so personalized now that nobody, I, don't, I can't even remember the last time we did a money dance. I can't remember. Remember money dances were like so popular in the oh, very beginning. That was like, there oh, is four or five things please. that you did instantly, I did a, right? I did a money dance uh, like six weeks ago. And, oh, and okay, I, okay. I, no, but I hadn't done one in so long. I forgot what they were. And we actually ended up bringing, I had to go get bunches of ones and have them available <laughs> because people only had 20s and 100s or didn't have their banker card with them. And they're like, oh my God, we're supposed oh, to my throw money? Yeah. So I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Cause then you're caught off guard. You're like, what? Wait, I'm supposed to have dollar bills. Am I in a strip club? What's happening here? <laughs> you know, even when it comes See, to like monograms, 
Even a monogram, like a two, a two, a two letter monogram, as opposed to a three letter monogram. Yeah. Um, you know, some people will want one person before another person. And the reason they want it that way may be nothing more than the fact that they just like the way that it looks. Uh, yes. See. Or the yeah. way it sounds sometimes. Yes. It's just simply that. It's but I feel well, like like I one right now and the the I will say the initials are S and B and the other way <laughs> you didn't want to oh, do for obvious reasons. <laughs> you didn't want it to be so, BS. You didn't so want to do you, it. wanted to have a BS. Do you stand in and say like, okay, this is how we are doing this right here? I mean, <laughs> you don't want no BS up on the wall. I think that's funny. Oh my god, that's really funny. Oh god, you know, or people with yes. unfortunate last names, like right. you know, maybe they're marrying somebody that's <laughs> last name is Large, but their name is Richard. It's like. We don't want to call you Dick Large. You know, I mean, it's just, I, <laughs> that happens. That, that definitely happens. Oh, um, my God. But, you know, for like takeaways for people that are listening or are watching us, if if they want to be more inclusive about how they're uh, presenting themselves to the community at large, I think my first piece of advice would be take a look at your marketing materials, right? Change those words of him and her. Change those. And. Get, take out the bridal party. You're absolutely correct, Shonda. It's like the wedding party. Um, and and stop making assumptions about, you know, what people want. You need to ask them. Yes, ask them. And then the biggest thing, too, is in addition to looking at your collateral, looking at your words and things like that, if the community is, if the LGBTQ plus community is exactly something that you want to get into, and you've never done it before, and you've never done a wedding before, reach out to Richard, reach out to Marcy, do yep. a photo shoot, do a legitimate shoot yep. with a legitimate couple and use that for your marketing. Because uh. one of the biggest things for me is that because this is what I started in, I have so many couples to truly have on my website because I I believe 100% that when a couple goes to your your values and your um, missions and, and core, all of those things, they should be everywhere. So if someone goes to my yep. website or to a Monique Affairs website, they will see here is who we value. Here is who we work with. They will see themselves instantly. Um, a Monique nice. Affair is my first company. That's that's the um, first company I have. But if you <laughs> go there, you see all of, you'll see everything there. If you go to A Monique Affair's webs, uh, Instagram page, you will see all the couples there. So right. instantly, that is the one thing that couples say that when they go to those pages, there's no question. They yeah. see themselves. And that is the biggest thing. I had my wife tell me, why do you on a Monique Affairs website? Why is it all people? You where's your design? Where's this? And I tell her like the thing that connects people is seeing themselves. Yep. When you 100%. see yourselves, then you start going and looking in the gallery and looking here and looking there. But the key thing is making sure that your social media, that your message is clear and cohesive yep. and it's out there. And the same with Shonda Daniels too, shondadaniels.com. When you go there, you will see the couples and the style and everything on that website as well. 
Well, and then even your contracts, like I, I, I told Marcy this mm-hmm. ages ago. I mean, I had to change my own contracts. I was oh, like, yeah. oh my God, my own contract, me. Yeah. I'm like, yes. As somebody that I would think is, is overly like sensitive. And I went and looked at my contract and I went, holy crap. It says bride and groom at the very bottom of it. It's like, what am I thinking? You know, but it, <laughs> it's, it's a matter of taking a step back and pausing and going back over your material with a fine eye focused on yes. does this say male or female yes and, and i'm gonna go does, even i'm gonna go it. even further i'm gonna go even further and say this part two this just recently happened to me i'm not ashamed to say it go through your creative partners list yeah. and make sure because you know there are some times when you work with people you may like them you bring them on right Go through and make sure every single one of your creative partners are inclusive as well. I, I learned the hard way. I didn't even think about Go that. Go through Good and point. double check, especially those. You know how it is, Richard. Yeah. Or Keith, I'm sorry. You start working with someone yeah. and then you're like, this person is cool. I'm just going to add them in and refer them to other people. And right, then because they did a great sudden, job. Everybody loved them. It's like, and then you don't, you don't really pay attention because, well, you worked with them. So they, everybody went it, great. They let the couple loved them. So you just assume. Okay, I learned the hard way. Oi. I, I hate did. that. I, I learned the hard way and felt, I, but I feel like I recovered good. The yeah. couple, they understood and, you know, I handled it with grace, but it's still like go through and make sure those new folks you bring in, yeah. that they are indeed inclusive and every single at the top of the year, I make sure that all of our creative partners, that their contracts and remind them about their collateral Tell yep. them to double check if they've made any edits to make sure that we're on point. That's so, you know what? I that I, I luckily we, I, because of where we are in South Florida, that everybody seemed to be on the, the same train at the same time to make sure that they did that. Right. They, everybody kind right. of went through this whole reorganization and rewrite of all their contracts and their collaterals because it, it is a big market down here. The LGBTQ plus yes. is a big market. But even now, I still find bride and groom. I mean, it's amazing how many salespeople at hotels will say, oh, yes. you know, bridal suite. Yeah, so, you know, hotels are the worst about it. because, And mm-hmm. especially when you're checking in, there is nothing worse than a couple checking in, <laughs> a same-sex couple. And they're like, do you want a mask? Do you want two beds or one? And it's like, there's that moment. It's like. If I say one, is he going to give me a look? Is it, you know, or the bridal different? suite? <laughs> yeah, is, you know, the bridal suite. So I, and I also find that as a, as a, a planner, I run interference in a, many situations so that the couple doesn't have to feel that because, you know, I'm not emotionally attached to it on that side. I'm not, you know, I'm the pro, so I can tell the the front desk agent to suck it up and give me a king bed for for my my two grooms. And I don't want your prejudice walking in here. If not, we're going to a different hotel. You know, so I, I try to provide that kind of uh, barrier and protection. And I think that we all do uh, better yes. in this in this try world. We do our best. Yes. You know, it, it's I mean, it's yeah. still it's still sad that we have to. I don't know how we can change that at the hotel level because I feel like I come across that too and and just just as a human 
checking into a hotel, the same question. And it's like, yeah. did I mark that on the reservation? Right. What, what did I mark on the reservation? Let's go with that. That's, that's a safe bet. You know what and, I mean? Like, And that's the hard part is that it's, it's not just one area. We're not just talking to planners. We're not just talking about invitation people or, or uh, bands or musicians or any. We're talking about a whole like huge trillion dollar industry that has to stop and pay attention. You know, I mean, that's a big machine to change and to make sure that they're being inclusive in everything that they do. Yes. And I mean, yes. all the way down to the worker bees. I mean, because you can't just do it on the top level. You can't just, you know, God, God bless um, uh, Hilton for having the same sex ads that they've been playing on on tv but if you don't do the training all the way down to your front desk agents and to you know the, the housekeepers who yes ra- raise an eyebrow when they walk in and, <laughs> and they're like well two guys okay and then the eyebrow goes you you gotta talk to them you gotta tell them you know you gotta train them that's a good point i never thought about that like mm-hmm. the housekeeping team and things like that i know that i always check in with the person um, the catering salesperson to say like, remind your team, yeah. this is an LGBTQ plus couple. And then on the day of, I have my event director remind everyone that is LGBTQ plus couple. So it's not any uncomfortable. And I, because as you know, Keith, we can't rely on other people Mm-mm. to make sure that they've conveyed that message. So it's always, like you said, we're always, managing those relationships and those expectations so nobody feels uncomfortable. But it it is, I feel like we're all so busy. Oh God, I'm going to turn the tables on you here uh, for this this next thing. I also find the opposite Uh happens that when I tell, like, you know, when we go in and we tell everybody, it's like, okay, guys, this is a, a gay couple, right? So be respectful. I find that the, LGBTQ staff members sometimes get too comfortable because they're like, Oh, we get them. Hey girl. You know? And it's like, <laughs> no, you still, you still have to have that professional. Yes. I mean, have you seen, I've had, I mean, that's happened several times where because the other person was also gay that they just assumed that they knew them and that they could just be a little bit more comfortable and, and how they were speaking. And it's like, no, still a couple that are paying. You. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> experienced that, but thank you, Keith. I will keep my eye open for those kind of situations. You haven't had that. You haven't had where, on, you know. I can't knock couple? on anything close right now, but knock on wood. No, I have oh my God. not had. Have you had that happen? Oh God, constantly. You know the thing is, is that especially like wait staff, wait staff. If uh, I have a gay couple <laughs> and they happen to have a, a gay waiter the gay waiter is a little too, sometimes too friendly and a little too comfortable and a little too, I mean, it, and I have they to They don't say, know how to read the couple. They don't know how to read the couple and they don't know how, how to react. I'm like, well, react to them just like you would any other couple. You right. know, you don't know them. You don't know them. And just because you two happen to be both gay doesn't mean that you now know each other. Yes. And this is still your job. This is still like a wedding. It's still, you still have to be professional. Just don't call them bride and groom. That is the only reason why you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the opposite can be true that, you know, they're a little too comfortable. They're a little too accepting. It's like, well, yeah, no, you know, 
back up a little bit. We have that professional standard. I mean, it, it, it unfortunately goes both ways. It does go both ways when it comes to that. Well, you know, thank you. I, I will keep my eye open for that situation. It's surprising. You've never had somebody become, I mean, maybe because of where you're, you're located because you're in San Francisco and it is part of, I mean, it just is, I mean, gays and lesbians have been a part of the society and an outwardly spoken part of the society that, mm-hmm. you know, here, like I'm from Texas. If, if I had a gay, if I was 18, let me say if I was 18 or 20 and I had a gay couple getting married, I would feel relief and I would feel a connection, even though yes, I see it, that's not true. I actually have a question for the both of you. Yes. So when somebody comes to you and they're of LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. and did, and they know that you are in the same community, yeah. Do they then take any liberties or expect certain responses differently than the other? I, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Cause there's an, uh, there again, there's that instant connection and then they're, they're like, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You understand. And I do like, understand. <laughs> and, 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 and I can, and you know, and I can say, yeah, but I, they don't know that. They don't know what right. my background is. They don't know, you know, and say vice versa. I can't ever say, well, you get it. It's like, no, 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 right. no, no, no. I have to take that time and that extra step to ask those questions, just like I would any other couple. Yes. I feel for me the same as what Keith said, but then also I feel like um, it's just a sense of, of knowing that I'm going to take care of them. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's yes. more of the connection and it's, it's not, I'm going to, I'm not going to force them to do things that aren't something that they're not going to connect to. Like I'm not going to force right. them to do those traditional things. Right. So I feel like that's more of the comfort level. Mm-hmm. And I feel the other thing too, is that they love, and this is starting to, this transfers to all couples. Like they love that I value diversity and inclusion. They love like every, every single couple that connects to us loves that fact. And so that is one thing that we all have in common is the, the value of diversity and inclusion. Do you find that there's new traditions coming about because of the inclusivity, because gays and lesbians and, uh, you know, the LGBTQ plus community is now becoming a much more um, visible um, part of the wedding industry, are you finding that there are new traditions that are coming out? Like, I'm question. more and more of my couples are asking not to that they want to m- meet at the middle, both men and women. Like, if if they're if they're a traditional straight couple or heterosexual couple, the bride doesn't want to be the last person. She's like, no, he's my equal. I want to come in at the same time, and that's because they saw it with the. Uh, one of their friends at an LGBTQ plus and the same thing for garter tosses, you know, that garter thing is going away. Thank God. Hello. Why are you putting something up somebody else's leg? I don't understand this, you know, and I even had a bride that wanted to toss a football versus a, a bridal bouquet. She's like, why do I have to throw flowers? I don't want to throw flowers. I'm I, I play ball. <laughs> yes, yes, I can see that. I feel like for me, the biggest thing with both both um, couples is that people aren't doing, like you said, the garter toss. They're not doing the bouquet toss. They're not. The biggest thing now is 
after parties yeah and just having like a fun fun dance party that is and late night snacks late those night snacks. are those are the the biggest things right now that and are cigars. Cigars are making a big comeback. Cigars. Like, who knew? I mean, you yes. would think with all the cancer and the cigarettes and et cetera, yeah. that cigars would but cigars are making a comeback. It's crazy. I've had more and more people ask for a cigar roller yeah. lately, and I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people are doing them, and yeah, because I'm doing a lot of matches. <laughs> you, you know what I love though? I really love how um how just the the individuality of all the couples are coming through. I'm yeah. I'm happy yes. that and a lot of color. A lot of like the color stories are so beautiful. What yeah. I have seen, I don't know about you, Keith, but what I've seen a lot of with LGBTQ plus weddings is remember there was this one, the first time I saw this amazing picture. That had the rainbow color smoke bombs that went off and oh, had the that. iconic picture. <laughs> I have that. They, I feel like people want to do that more. I feel like that has now become like a signature. Yes. Want to do thing. I love it. I mean, I did. I had a I had a lesbian couple, and then we did that that classic shot, and they were walking down this, and those smoke bombs, which are not easy, by the way. So I know <laughs> I did one. I was like, oh my god, my eyes are burning first. And... Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and they have and they have little pins that you have to pull, and and they don't always go off. So then you have to like run and and pull them for them. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. It, yeah, that so iconic I, pictures. Yeah, not so iconic doing it. I feel like I feel like that has become like a must do thing. Yeah. And then what about um I'm seeing more and more men in as on the bridal party, quote unquote. A lot more men are best men, you know, mm-hmm. on the bride side versus yes. maid of honor. And so I don't even know what and me personally and this is why I want to ask you this question. What do you say for that maid of honor, best man, like position? Because if you have a best man, two best like an men, attendant, you mean just an attendant? Yeah. So, you know, but, but you, you want it. Somebody has to be first on either side. So then what do you call them? Do you call them best men? Do you call them maid of honor? I mean, what's the proper terminology now? I just say best person. And that is something else, too. Like you said, we've had a lot of mixed wedding parties for yeah. all of our couples. We've had a lot. A majority, I'm just trying to think, yeah, a majority of our wedding parties now are mixed. And so right. it's just the best person, best people, what whatever you want to call them. Right. It's essentially the same task. And then whatever task you want to assign that person that's what we're doing. And it's getting so creative in terms of the attire, what yeah. people are wearing, the colorfulness, the letting people be great and feel amazing and what they're wearing. So it's, I, I absolutely love that. I mean, I love the classic, everyone wear the same dress too. Yeah, if, that's, yeah, but, if that's who you are, yeah. or if that's, if that's what <laughs> speaks to you, that's yeah. perfect. But the colorfulness, the everybody feels, I feel, they feel so much better. They're able to dance. They're looking good. They feel good in what they have on. Yep. And they really have a good time. I had I had a couple that, that they met, uh, referred to their best man, best woman as primary. They're my primary. And I was like, 
oh, okay, I, I can use that. I can use primary because then I can say that it's like, okay, I need, you know, uh, the bride's prim- prim- uh, primary or the groom's ceremony or either groom, you know, I, but again, if we're still searching for words and we're having to ask our clients, I can't even imagine somebody else that's not been part of the LGBTQ plus community trying to do this. And I think that, I think what we've really discussed here is be open, be sensitive, ask questions. Ask questions. Open, sure. sensitive. Yes. And I truly like for those pronouns and everything, I have a list that I've learned, even just the basics and then adding on other names that people have called each other. And I just add them on. The list is ever growing. So to <laughs> me, it's just about learning, like we said, being open, listening, and just doing what makes people feel good. Oh, my God. I can't believe, Shauna, I mean, it, I can't believe we, we've we actually already gone this long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, I know we're we're fast approaching an hour, and my goodness, I feel like we could just continue this conversation, and we will we will actually. Uh, we'd love to have you back on because I would Definitely. love to, to continue this conversation yes. because I just think it's we're we we're just, just touched on the it. surface. Yes, you know what I, mean? I feel you have it. It has to be a continuous conversation because just like with um, all kind of diversity and inclusion in the industry in general, yeah. it's not just one conversation we have and then we keep it moving. It's a constant reminder, constant conversation, a part A, B, C, and D, and whatever to the till we get to Z, right. but it's still like it, we're always learning new things. And so if somebody wants to reach out to you or find you on social media, how, you know, how do they go about that? I mean, we've the had, best- if you're watching the video, you've, the ticker tape's been going on below us on and off throughout the program. So you can find it there. But you know, if you're listening to us on the podcast, what, what, uh, how can they find you? I like that. It's on Instagram. I am located at, at C D. That means Shonda Daniels underscore Shonda Daniels. Somebody else named Shonda Daniels too. And I I'm was like, about oh my to gosh. It was so good that okay. you had to say it twice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's at CD underscore Shonda Daniels. And your website's uh, www.shondadaniels.com, correct? Yes, that is absolutely correct. Perfect. I, I, you know, you've been a joy. I'm so glad that we finally made this happen. Me too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So thank you everybody that's been um, listening to us or watching us. We will be back next Tuesday at two o'clock, but for now we're all going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.